0: What's up, guys? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rack, getting you through the 9 to 5 as healthily and happily as possible. I kind of tripped up on that intro a little bit. Um, we're like 30... What is this? Episode 29? And I've gone 29 strong, and I I don't know. I don't know what just happened there. But anyway, happy Monday. I hope you guys are having a strong start to your week. I hope you had a nice, relaxing, restful weekend. I feel like last week, a lot of things... I guess a lot of things happened, but yeah. No, let's just leave it at that. A lot of things happened. So last week kicked off, I'm trying to think, Monday with the Bachelor finale. And I put it on my story. I was like, do you guys want me to talk about this? Do you guys not want me to talk about this? And then I said to myself, you know what? This is your podcast and you have opinions on it. So if people don't want to listen, they can fast forward through it. But I... So... I, this is only my first time watching technically The Bachelor. The first season of The Bachelor franchise that I watched was last season's The Bachelorettes with Gabby and Rachel. And then like how they get you in is like, they make you care about the characters or the the contestants and then somebody becomes the next Bachelor. So I liked Zach. I did. I thought that he wasn't a good fit for Rachel, but Rachel did him dirty. And like, I was like, he just, he doesn't deserve this. So when I heard he was going to be The Bachelor, I was like, all right, I got to watch. Love, I'm invested in Zach. I care about Zach now. I got to watch. Everyone said that he was a really boring Bachelor. Um, I didn't find the season to be that boring. I really didn't. There wasn't like an, an extraordinary amount of drama. I don't think that he was like, he wasn't like a disrespectful person either. So I guess that's what made it boring was he really was there for love. And that was it. Nothing was going to get in his way. I, I do think that through the course of the season, there was a little, like, do we need to bring Sean Lowe in all the time? No. Do we need to have Zach showering every single opening credit? No, we don't. But I thought he was a nice guy. Yes, he did do some slip-ups, um, which I want to talk about. But who doesn't? You know, not not excusing him, but who doesn't? So I was very invested in his journey. And I really didn't know who he was going to pick. When it came down to Gabby and Katie, it was tough. I liked both of them. I feel like I was drawn a little bit more to Gabby just because she, she cracked me up from night one. She came out of the freaking limo with a bottle of maple syrup because she's from Vermont. And then afterwards was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, why did I think that that was going to be a good idea? And she was just so real, like hilarious the whole time. I thought that her date in, what was it, London, was just so cute. And she, she cracked me up. She was a sweet girl. Her family, super nice. But Katie's also a very sweet girl. I just, I don't know. I connected more with Gabby. So I think in the back of my mind, I was hoping he was going to pick Gabby. um, And he didn't. And honestly, my heart kind of broke for her seeing, because we all know that feeling and it's tough when you go through, you know, she came on The Bachelor because she was like, I've had bad experiences with relationships. Like, she struggles with feeling important and feeling chosen. And it's just like, yes, Zach didn't choose you. You weren't Zach's number one. But it's very hard for a hurt person in the moment to put themselves into perspective and be like, okay, it's just this guy. Because to her, it's like, why does nobody choose me? Like, why am I this old and I can't find anyone? Um So it was really sad to see. And I thought that it was really sad when she came on, um, on the live show and was like, no, I'm still hurt. I actually think I'm more hurt now than I was before. That broke my heart. It did. And I I feel like Zach shouldn't have broke up with her on the beach. Like there was no point in making her come to the proposal, when she knew what was going to happen. And I think that she's very strong for the way that she handled it. And she was very graceful on camera. And I just, I feel so bad for her. But at the same time, I'm happy for him and Katie because I liked Katie. And I, I think that they're happy together, but I feel like I shouldn't feel happy because I feel bad for Gabby. But then I'm like, well, that's not fair to Katie. I should feel happy for Katie and I don't know, my head's I, my head's all a mess. I think that I will feel better about it once I know that Gabby has found a well-deserving man. Um, and I want to be happy for Zach. And the two of them are so cute. I'm just like, this fucking sucks. Like this sucks for Gabby. And it sucks that like, you know, they all had to post things throughout the season, like clips from them, you know, and like everyone had to do it so it wouldn't give anything away. But it's just gotta suck for her to go through that whole watch knowing what happened, like reliving it all again, not knowing that they shared an intimate moment that he said was going to be kept between the two of them. And he told literally everyone, I feel bad for her. You know, she came on the stage and was embarrassed. She was like, I feel, I'm mortified that everybody knows like what I did. Like I, I just feel so bad for her, but I don't know. Those are my bachelor thoughts. I had to throw them out there for anyone, anyone who cares. Uh, let's see what else this week. Oh, baseball back. Baseball's back. I did not doubt for a second that Aaron Judge was not going to be a Yankee. Again, there were haters, there were non-believers, there were pessimists. I said to myself, "You know what? I understand the, the rationale for those on the other side of the argument." But when you when you're like a, a little kid and like you grow you want to be an MLB player, the, the Yankees is the cream of the crop. That's it. You want to be a Yankee. And there's no way he was going to give up. Like He's going to get his jersey retired as a Yankee. So that was a whole big thing this whole uh, winter, I guess. I don't know. I feel like baseball just ended. And what does he do? What What does he do? First time up at bat. Home run. I screamed out loud. No, I, I was with nobody. I go, are you fucking kidding me? That's what I said. out Out loud. Because it's just of course, of course. And yeah, I'm fully in on baseball now. I feel like over the years, like I was like, ah, it's not that interesting, like on TV, but I like to go to games. I'm locked in. I'm fully in. I'm committed. Can I watch every game in a series? Probably not because there's many. They're long and I have things to do, but I'm locked in excited for baseball season. Um, Let's see. I wrote down some stuff. Oh, you know what? (sighs) Last week, Literally last week I sat here in front of my microphone and said to you guys, I would kill, I would kill to see Joe Jonas DJ. I would love to know how I could see Joe Jonas DJ. What does he do this week? He DJs in New York and doesn't disclose the address. And I signed up. I'm on his like little text. So it's like you're supposed to get um text and it'll say like where he's performing and like new merch drops and stuff like that. How do you find out where he's performing? Because on his Instagram, it was just like, oh, New York City, 10 p.m., these are my openers, but location is disclosed. I sign up for the text thinking, oh, I'm going to get, like, he's going to say it here. Like, maybe he'll say it at like 9.30. Nothing. Nothing. How, if anybody knows how I can find out where he's playing and get my ass there, let me know. Because I... (laughs) New York City, pretty fucking big. It's not like, I don't know, I feel like if it was like Houston or somewhere, at least like, I'd have a better shot. New York City could literally be any fucking place, any goddamn, there are, I can't, I, I, my head is gonna explode thinking about it. I would just, I need to know how, I, how to find out where he's performing. It's not fair, it's like a tease. He's got an hour away from me, he's one train ride away but he won't tell me where the fuck he is. Oh my God. Oh, that grinded my gears. Please, if anyone knows, I'm 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 going to explode. I'm going to explode. Thank God. I think what really would have done it for me is if I saw somebody on like Snapchat post that they were there, I think that would have been like like the last straw. That would have been my tipping point for me. So that happened literally yesterday. Um, What else went on? Oh, I got some new one-up stuff and I don't, I don't think I can share it with you yet, which I'm kind of sad about. So I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait, I guess, another week. But I'm very excited about what I have to share with you guys. Um, So keep posted on their page. Like, keep looking on their page um, because they might – they're probably going to announce it sometime this this week. But you're going to want to get your hands on some of these. But – it is officially April. It is my birthday month. I'm, I'm hyped. I'm hyped, but not hyped. I feel like my birthday scares me a little bit. One, because I don't know. I'm starting to get to the point where birthdays aren't that fun anymore. It's like, do I want to keep going up in my twenties? Like, no, I want to stay right where I am Two. last year. Okay. I say last year I had a really good birthday. I did. And I did the year before too, but I just feel like birthdays are a time that I really see like who cares about me and who doesn't. And it's always disappointing finding out like who doesn't show out for you, you know, like who doesn't actually give a shit. And it's like, you got to find out when it's the time around your birthday. I take that stuff like, I take it very seriously and I don't know what it is. I guess it's just like growing up, I never had like a group of girlfriends. I just. I just didn't, you know, in high school, and whatever, in middle school, I struggled with a lot of bullying. It just sucked. Um, and I've, I i don't have like that close knit of like lot, lifetime friends. I just, I have, I have great friends, but they're all over the place, you know? So I think I just get really sensitive to it. And I've been like bullied a lot and stabbed in the back a lot. So I get like very sensitive to that kind of stuff. And I, it's it's hard on social media too, growing up with social media, seeing how other people celebrate their birthdays and how like people treat them. And then it's just, I don't know. I always get disappointed. Like, I'm trying to think of an example. I don't know. Like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going, I'm reaching out to people. Like, oh, you want to come to, like, you want to come out for my birthday, blah, 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 blah. And there's people that are like, oh, I'm so, like my friends that are like, I'm so in, like lock me in. I'm there for you. And then there are the other ones that like, don't even respond to the text and it's just like a shitty feeling i hate when i text side note i hate when i text in a group chat something that's not bullshit okay because I'll, I'll i'll hand up a lot of the times i'm saying bullshit things that nobody needs to answer i'm just like i got to get this out of my mouth but when i ask a question or like propose an idea and nobody answers it fucking hurts. Like I, I take it personally. I don't know about you guys. Like, and I don't think I'm being too sensitive about it. Cause it's like, listen, you got you don't want to hang, like, just say you're busy, like say whatever. But for me to like say something and people don't answer, I get very like, like my feelings get hurt, I guess. And I feel like it happens a lot. Like, I don't know, maybe it's a me problem, but nobody answers me in group chats and I get kind of upset about it. Um, but I am, I am excited for my birthday. You know, I do, I'm blessed with the friends that I do have and that do care about me. Um, I really like, I feel like I'm finally, I'm at a good point in my life where I have like, I know who my lifelong friends are going to be. Like I know who I'm going to keep around in my life. And it's the people that like, we don't like, I'm not in college anymore. You know, we don't, I don't really live near any of my friends. I live near two of my friends. And they, I didn't go to college with them and we still maintained our relationship. I feel like it's like once you move away and you're doing different things in your life, you can tell who puts in the effort to still make time for you. And those are the people that you're going to want to keep in your life. You know, it's like, I I have two guy friends, you know, they, that live an hour. they live in Hoboken. So if you're not familiar with Jersey, Hoboken is right across the river from Manhattan. It's on the Jersey side. Uh, but it's basically like, it's like a huge bar area. It's like a mini, 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 mini New York. Um, but I have some guy friends that live up there and, you know, they'll, they know I'm, I'm an hour away or whatever, but they'll be like, Hey, this is what we're doing. Sleep on our couch, sleep wherever we don't care. Um, but I'm always included, you know? And I have friends, one of my really good girlfriends, we're at two totally separate periods in our life we live I live here she lives in Philly like she's gonna go to law school I'm done with school I'm doing my stuff but we still talk to each other make time for each other and those are the people that like I know genuinely care about me because it's like okay we might not be able to see each other all the time or like we don't live physically close to each other but we still make the effort for each other so I guess this is turning into a little inspirational peace. Who, If you're going through struggles, I know there's a lot of people that listen to this that are either like recently post-grad or still in college. I want you to know that the people that care about you, that truly, truly care about you will make time for you. And that goes for boys too. And I know you don't want to hear it. And I've been at points in my life where I'm like, oh, I'll make excuses for people. I'll make excuses for my friends. But then it becomes months in months where I'm like, okay, they still haven't made time for me. And it's been like four or five months. It sucks to face the truth sometimes, but the people that care about you will make time for you. And you're better off. I'm telling you right now, you are better off with two good friends, two good, solid, reliable friends than being in a group of friends that don't actually really give a shit about you, you know? It's just, as we get older, I mean, I've seen my parents and just other people's parents too. It's hard to maintain friends and your circle does get smaller as you grow up and it does suck. And I see a lot of people going through it and I don't know. I just, I just want you to know that, that, that one person, that one good solid friend you have is enough and it might get lonely sometimes, but you're always going to have one person, one person you can rely on. And that's enough. But anyway, yeah, my birthday's this month. That that just got super depressing. I'm sorry, guys. I just I don't know. That was been on my mind. I feel like a lot of you guys struggle with it. But yeah, my birthday's this month. I'm gonna be doing a brunch in the city when the time comes. Uh, I'm not gonna disclose where because of obvious <laughs> reasons. Um, but I'm super excited because I have I haven't gone to like brunch in the city. I haven't done like a rooftop yet, which is insane because I live right there. I just turned, I I turned 21 during COVID. It was a weird time. All right. That's my excuse. Uh, But I'm, I'm excited. And I'm also excited. So my birthday is on a Sunday. I'm doing a brunch on a Saturday. I am excited to wake up on my real birthday, not feeling like a hungover piece of shit because I'm not going to stay out like all night drinking and stuff. You know, I want to be drinking bottomless mimosas, have good food with my friends. I don't have a set plan. We'll do lunch. Maybe I'll go walk around the city. Maybe I'll go back to Jersey. Who the heck knows, but I'm probably going to wear a tiara because I am extra. And, um, I'm also just really excited to have all my friends in one place. Cause I, I love my friends. I really do. Uh, anyway, though, I am looking here. I Oh, I have an exciting announcement for you guys. I was going to roll into what I wanted to talk about next. So I have been working very, very hard and I do have an announcement coming very soon on my Instagram. Um, that's all I'm going to say about it for now. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say about it for now. Keep looking at my Instagram. I will say uh, it's, going to be very helpful and useful for you guys. It's not like it's not like a special YouTube video or whatever. It's not like a product launch. Um, but I am in the works of working really hard to create something that is going to be super, super helpful and motivating for you guys. So look on my Instagram. Stay tuned. We have a lot to talk about today. We have an amazing interview with Chloe Turcha at the end of today's episode. I'm going to be talking a lot about I wanted to take the main segment today and talk a lot about coaches and, and playing sports as a kid and how it probably has affected your life today. But before I get into any of that, before I even get into highlights, I need to talk to you guys about Daisy Jones and the Six. If you have not watched Daisy Jones and the Six, this is going, like, maybe fast forward because I'm going to be talking about some stuff. I don't care if you're a girl. I don't care if you're a guy. I don't care if you're neither. You need to watch this freaking show. It is so, it is so good. So you know what? Let's just, on that note, let's jump into that. I feel like I've fallen into this pattern. I don't know when it started or why, like why I do this, but whenever I see something is so popular, like when Outer Banks first came out, I was like, oh my God, so mainstream. Like, I don't want to watch this right now. Like, I'm not going to be like every other person watching this mainstream show. And then I've always gone back to watch them and I'm like, God, now I'm, now I love the show. I'm far behind. Everybody else has already seen it. I have no one to talk to about it in the, in the moment. And I always like bite myself in the foot. Is that what it's called? Is that what it, I don't know. Anyway, I've been watching a lot, a lot of TV this past year. You guys know this because I talk about it all the time. I blame Chicks in the Office because if, if Rhea and Fran are watching something, because they'll talk about stuff, I, I'm like, I got to watch, because they're, they're raving about it. Like, I want to know what they're talking about, so then I watch, and they haven't let me down so far. Like, I, they really haven't let me down. So I've been seeing posters everywhere. So I'm in New York. I mean, when I was in LA, obviously, it was everywhere in LA, everywhere, for Daisy Jones and the Six. I didn't know what it was. I I was hearing rumors, oh, it's about Fleetwood Mac. No, it's not about Fleetwood Mac. It's just loosely based on Fleetwood Mac. <sighs> Apparently, Daisy Jones and the Six was a book. I forget the author. And now Amazon made it like a one... It's just like a mini-series. It's just a one-season series. Like, there's nothing else for it to continue on. With Riley Keough, who, if you don't know who Riley Keough is, that's Elvis's granddaughter. So Lisa Marie Presley's daughter. Um And what's his name? Sam. Oh, I'm forgetting his last name, but the guy who's in uh, Me Before You. If you haven't seen that, it's a good movie. You should watch that with Amelia Clark too, uh, for all my Game of Thrones fans. I had no intentions of watching it, again, because I was like, oh my God, I'm seeing ads for this everywhere to the point where it's kind of annoying, like Daisy Jones and the Six, we fucking get it. Then I heard Fran talking about it on Chicks in the Office. And the way that she was describing it, I was like, I guess I will turn on one episode and I'll see if I like it. And if I don't like it, then I will turn it off. It's a really fucking good show. That's what I have to say. It is a really fucking good show. Wow. This, I got to read the book. And the thing is, I've heard that things are a little bit different in the book than... The show, I'm kind of happy that I watched the show first because now at least I can go back in the book and I can have like the characters' images in my head. I feel like it's always better when you watch whatever before reading the book because then otherwise you're going to be disappointed and be like, oh, they did this different, blah, blah, blah. It is, I'll give you the loose like overview. It's basically, it's fake. So it's just all fake, but it's set up like a documentary as if it's a real band. Talking about how they became a band, their history as a band 20 years later. I think in the book it's like 40 years later or something, but that would have been like way too hard for them. They would have had to recast. So it's, it, it really like, you, you kind of forget, like, oh, this is not a real band. These are just actors. Um, but they sit down like a documentary. They're a rock band in the 70s. Basically, it's this band called the six, you know, lead singer, Billy, his brother, some other guys from Pittsburgh, this girl, Karen, that they pick up along the way. Um, and they end up partnering like with a song for a song with Daisy Jones uh, because their record label, dude, whatever they're called, like really pushes it for them. It ends up being a hit, blah, blah, blah. They're basically like the Fleetwood Mac of, the, of this fake universe, like extremely popular cover of Rolling Stone, it is – you really do forget that they're not a real band. Riley Keogh, I, I wouldn't doubt uh, – like, I wouldn't doubt for a second that that girl has pipes. Sam, whatever his last name is, I got to look up his last name. Otherwise, this is, like – it's just going to be disrespectful to him. Um, Daisy Jones and the Sixth Cast. Sam Cla- Claflin. Yeah, Sam Claflin. Um I didn't know that that guy had pipes. I always think it's amazing when an actor can just, like, like they just whip out a song, and you're like, "Where the hell did that come from?" Like Bradley Cooper in A Star Is Born. We all knew Lady Gaga could fucking sing, but Bradley Cooper held his own, and it's like, did anyone know that he could do that all this time? Like Zach Efron. Zach Efron's another one, but he kind of started out that way. Um, the dynamic between All of the characters is just insane. It's like you, I, it's one of those shows I really do feel like attached to the characters. It's like, oh, I want Billy and, um, oh, what's her name? Why am I forgetting everyone's names now? I gotta look. Camilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want Billy and Camilla to be together, but oh, Billy and... Daisy but like uh, Daisy's so selfish and Billy's this and that and that it has gone it's it's one of those shows that you think you know where it's going and then they're like psych never mind episode it was like episode 2 or 3 and this is a spoiler so again if you don't want spoilers just fast forward to the next section of this podcast it was like episode 2 or 3 where Billy's like he needs to go to rehab because he's on his first tour and he's just doing so many drugs and cheating on his wife and then he pulls his shit together and is good for the rest of the show. Not the direction that I thought it was going in. I, not the direction I thought it was going in at all. But they get you, and then they're like, nope, nope. Switch it up. Switch it up on you. And I like that. I, it keeps me on my toes. I don't like a predictable show, you know? Also, I can imagine, because obviously I would never have this feeling myself, I can imagine that Riley Keogh felt immense pressure especially with this releasing the year that her mother passed away, which is just tragic. I can imagine that she felt immense pressure releasing a work of art, a TV show where she was going to be singing with it being out there that she is Elvis's granddaughter. You know, I can't imagine the pressure that she must have felt And the pressure that was on her where if people heard, oh, Riley Keough is going to be Daisy Jones, she better be fucking good if this is Elvis's granddaughter. She's amazing. She's she's amazing. Her voice is strong, powerful. She's got great range. And it's different. I love, like, there's something different about her voice where you can't replicate it. You know? It's, like, it's not soft, but it's not, like raspy either. It's, she's so good. And the songs are really good. It's like, I I always cringe too. Like, I don't know. It's just a personal thing. Like, I'm like, Oh, I don't want to sit here and listen to the movie soundtrack or whatever. It's really fucking good, dude. The songs, especially if you like classic seventies rock and roll, this is it. The songs are so good. And there's like, there's just, they don't make it like that anymore, except they do. Because they're doing it right now. I looked, and I think the people that helped write the songs, I know Phoebe Bridgers was one of them. Um, Wait, let me look because I had it up before. Uh, Phoebe Bridgers, Marcus Mumford, and Jackson Brown. Okay, rock icon Jackson Brown, yeah. Helped create these songs. It is just like, they're really freaking good. And I love that style of music. And like, I don't know. I don't, you just don't see it like that anymore. You just, so I know that people have been, there's been a lot of questions like, oh my God, are these people actually going to go on tour? Cause they're not a real band yet. They sound so good together. Their songs are, their songs are great. Um, I've, I, there's been a lot of TikTok circulating, uh, uh, comparing, Daisy Jones or, or what happens like on their tour to stuff that happened, uh, with Fleetwood Mac. I don't, I honestly, like, I really don't know enough about Fleetwood Mac. So I can't really voice my opinion on that. But from what I've heard, it's pretty accurate. Or if I was in Fleetwood Mac, I'd be like, oh shit, like, is this what we looked like back then? Um, so I'm going to have to read into that, but phenomenal acting. I, ca- I genuinely care about each of the characters And they're also beautiful too. Camilla Marone, so beautiful. I didn't realize that she was the one that dated uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, which is just a whole nother rabbit hole that we don't need to get down right now. I could have sworn that I've seen her in stuff before though. And I looked up like her, uh, IMDB and there's nothing, nothing on there. So I don't know where, I don't know. I guess I've just seen her from dating Leonardo DiCaprio for five years. Um, It is very good. I'm on episode, I think I'm going to be on episode nine. So I'm not completely done yet. I'm itching to read the book. Like I, it's one of those where like, I wish that there was another book out because I don't want it to end. Like it was, Oh my God, it's just so good. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta watch if you're like me and you're one of those people that's like, ugh. It's too like they're publicizing it everywhere. They're advertising it everywhere. Like I'm so sick of seeing posters for Daisy Jones and the Six. I don't want to watch Daisy Jones and the Six. You're you're fucking wrong. You're you're doing yourself a disservice. It's 10 episodes. It's not that bad. Especially if you like music. If you like good real music, turn that shit on and let me know your thoughts. Well, let's talk some highlights for the week. My health and fitness related highlight easily I did leg day or quad day, I should say, this week with my friend Marissa. And it is just, I was sore for days. It is always nice getting through like those hard days. It's like leg day with a partner because she pushed me through the extra reps that like I didn't think I was going to have. I was pushing her, like helping her move the weight on reps that she wouldn't have been able to bang out otherwise. Um, And it kind of just takes the pain. little bit, but I don't want to talk too too much about that because I did put up a mini vlog. So if you want to see the full workout, um, it is up on YouTube so you can watch it on YouTube. My non-health and fitness related. Oh, you know what my non-health and fitness related highlight was? This is so simple. I got a cookie from crumble this week and I don't get those very often simply because I'm too lazy to go. And they are just so good. They are so good. If you, have a crumble near you and you've, you've yet to get your ass over there, get up, get up and go do it. The chocolate chip never fails me. Never fails me. But I did hear that the, this week's flavors are like above, above par. So I got to go. They're just, they're like crispy on the outside, gooey on the inside. They're expensive, but worth it. Worth it. And you deserve it. You know, here, I'm a health and fitness podcast. I'm going to tell you, go get the freaking crumble cookie. It's something you need to experience in your life. Go get the crumble cookie. Sit down and watch Daisy Jones and the Six because that is exactly what I did Friday night. That is, that is exactly what I did. Sat down, started Daisy Jones and the Six, had my crumble cookie next to me, had my iPad in my hand doing what I do, playing Candy Crush. And it was a, it was a good old time. I highly recommend it. I do. So I got to thinking the other day, it was, I guess, a couple weeks ago after my interview with Tyler. So if you haven't listened to that, by the way, go back and listen to it. It was episode 27, I believe. But something that he said just kind of triggered like a train of thoughts in my head. He was talking about how he, I asked him, do you work out at night or do you work out in the morning? Are you an after work guy, before work guy? And he said, I work out at night because he had to get up like every day really early like in the fours to lift during college football and it just ruined it for him and like he it just it like he associates lifting in the morning with those bad days now and it just got me thinking about like the coach it, like coaches any coach that you have at any point in your life especially when we're younger and in high school and how they can shape what exercise looks like for you and your brain. And I wanted to talk about it. And then on, on my interview with Chloe, which I did yesterday, which is on today's podcast, um, we talked about it a little bit. And I was like, you know what? This is the perfect episode for me to just dive in and, and give my thoughts. So it's not really an educational episode. You know, I'm not here to teach you something today, but I thought that this was a good discussion to have because um, I think most of us had played a sport at some point in our life, or we all had to take gym class in high school, middle school. I don't know about you guys, but I've had, so I've had good coaches and I've had bad coaches and I've heard horror stories of coaches that make people quit the sport, hate the game that they grew up loving. And people that are the opposite people that have coaches that have empowered them to do things beyond their sport. I played soccer growing up, just a little bit of a background. I played soccer up until, I played soccer from kindergarten up until my junior year of high school. I've had way too many concussions, too many bonks on the old noggin. And I am not allowed to play semi-contact sports anymore because I could risk some brain damage and I'd like to keep my head where it is. But anyway, not the point. I also ran track, uh, sophomore through senior year of high school. So that was for three years. I think part of the reason why I love weightlifting so much right now is because it's all up to me. I've said it to so many people. It is, I just feel so good being able to go to the gym and work out and nobody tells me what to do. I don't have somebody yelling at me. I don't have somebody forcing me to do things that I don't want to do. Do I always encourage you to be trying your hardest and pushing yourself hardest in the gym? Yes, of course. But at the end of the day, nobody's forcing you to do anything and I really like that and I think that the reason why that really like is an important factor for me and it's a reason why like I don't like group exercise classes. I don't like like I rather weightlift and I know some people are the opposite. I don't like group exercise classes and I think it's because of playing sports competitively for so long in my life. And some of the coaches that I've had, you know, it's, it brings back memories of me, like running laps on the field, like thinking I'm going to throw up or something. And I'm like, I like that. If I really start to feel sick or ill and I'm in the gym, I can stop because it's up to me and I'm not in a class or anything. I, so back on the soccer thing, I it's the only really soccer and track the only two sports I've played so I don't know about other sports but I'm gonna assume some of them are the same. My coaches ever since gosh like third grade have always used running as a punishment. You we I had this sick I had this uh, so mean coach my freshman year of high school of soccer she was a straight up bully she hated me she made it very obvious that she didn't like me. Um, she told me multiple times through the season, like, you're probably not going to be on this team next year. I'm like, okay, thank you so much. Like, that's really encouraging. Um, she had this sick, sick game she liked to play. And we were, by the way, this was just a freshman team. It's not like varsity. Like it wasn't that fucking serious. Um, she had this game. I grew up playing, I was a goalie, um, until, I think like freshman year, honestly, was the last year that I really was a goalie because then everybody started to grow and like I just wasn't five, two and a half, not really built for the net, sadly. Although I'm very agile. Not the point, not the point, not the point. Um, She had this sick game that she liked to play. And it was me and this other girl, the other goalie. We would get in the goal and the girls would practice their PK shots. Here were her rules. If a girl missed a kick, AKA the goalie saved it. We all had to run a lap around the field. If I let a goal in and like the girl kicked it and made it, we all had to run a lap around the field. I'm like, what the, first of all, what the fuck does this make sense? If you want to condition us to run, then just have us fucking run. Just have us fucking run. And that, like, I used to dread it. Like I used to hate it. I used to dread that that was happening. Like I knew what was going to come. And I just, I've always, my soccer coaches have always used running a lap as a punishment. Oh, you're goofing off during practice. Go run a lap. Um, you're, you missed this many goals or like you, you had shitty kicks or whatever. Take a lap. Oh, we're going to scrimmage and the losing team is going to take a lap or something. And Running was always a punishment and i grew up like to to this day me being a almost 24 year old woman i hate running which is so funny because i did track I'll, I'll get into that but i hate running and it sucks because running is a free form of exercise you don't need a gym membership for it you don't need a treadmill for it all you need is some outdoor space and some sneakers and i hate running i just i've always associated it with negative things and like, I, I've hated the way that I feel when I'm running. Whereas if I worked on it, you know, if I practice and built my endurance up, it would be just like weightlifting, you know, it's like hard at first and it gets easier. And then you continue to challenge yourself. But running has always just stayed like a punishment in my head. And it's because of the way that my coaches treated it growing up. So I said this to Chloe during my interview, but with my clients, you know, I've been in person training for... Um, oh my god, five years. Oh my god. Wow, half a decade. Ooh. Ugh. Ugh. Ooh. Anyway. Um, wow, that was a okay, that snuck up on me. Anyway, with all my in-person clients, I've never made them do a specific exercise as a punishment. You know, burpees is another one. You know, you're goofing off ten burpees. Losing team does ten burpees. If you don't make it bad like if you can't run in this amount of time, burpees stuff like that. I've never done that to my clients. Instead, it's, I do believe, you know, if you're a part of practicing and making somebody better and training someone is, yeah, the, you have to challenge them and you have to give them some sort of, the people respond to consequences, you know, it motivates them to do better. But instead of choosing one or two exercises to be the punishment, it's like find different ways. So with my clients, for example, if I say, say me and my clients are doing uh, squats and my client stops like halfway through and like takes a break in the set. I'm like, come on. I'm like, get back under that barbell and you better do five more. Finish off the set right now or you're going to do another two. And I'll take you out with me for, you know, say we're doing planks or whatever. And she's like, sl- she's slouching her back, um, not f- using the correct form. I'm like, you better straighten out that back or you're going to go for an extra 15 seconds rather than being like okay, if you take another set during those back squats, you're gonna do 10 burpees because then I'm associating burpees with a punishment. Whereas if you know I make her do a few extra reps, make her go for a little extra time, it's not one specific exercise or one type of exercise that's going to be associated with something negative in her mind. So that's something that I've really, like I, I've really realized that, The way that you talk about exercise and the way that you treat exercise, especially to young, impressionable people like high schoolers and middle schoolers, will stick with them for the rest of your life. And that's what I was thinking about with Tyler, where he was like, I will not get up early and lift. Can I get up early? Sure. But it just takes me back to those days. I know so many college athletes. You know, one of my friends, Jonathan Lewis, he was on like one of my earlier episodes said he went through a period after stopping playing college football where he didn't go to the gym at all because he was so burnt out from everything that he had done. And that sucks. And, it, like, it, it makes me sad that it takes, like, one coach or, or, you know, like, one period of your life to just ruin exercise as a whole for you. And I don't think people – I don't think enough coaches realize that, and I think that that's a really big – separator in like what makes a good coach and what makes a bad coach. And the same thing happened, you know, when I was in track, um, tracks a little bit different just because the only thing you do is run. So yes, we would have running based punishments, but there wasn't anything else. Like for soccer, it could have been like, not like, you know, if you're goofing off or whatever, you're going to stay on here for an extra five minutes while the other people get a water break. Or something like that. With, with track, it's like the only activity you're doing is running, basically. But my coach is, you know, same way, same type of punishment. It's just – I think what stood out to me about my high school coaches is I, I had good coaches and bad coaches. There was three of them. Uh, there was – well, the long-distance coach I didn't really work with. I just uh, talked to him more for, like, mentor stuff and life advice. I had my head coach – who was also the sprinter coach because I did sprints and hurdles. And then we had the specialist coach who was hurdles, long jump, uh, high jump, all that kind of stuff. I went through high school or at least like the second half of high school with such a bad perception of myself. And part, a huge part of the reason was the way that my coach treated me my head coach, not my, my specialist close coach, uh, coach. I'll get into him when I talk about what a good coach is. Cause he was, is just an outstanding person. My head coach took my self-esteem for what it already was being a teenage girl, stepped on it and dug his heel right into it until there was nothing left. He had absolutely no faith in me. And to this day, you know, seeing the, how far I've come and what I look like and stuff, I'm like, if, he could see me now. And I'm 24. I should not be thinking about the coach I had when I was 18 anymore. But I, it, I, it just, he scorned me in such a way that I think like, if he could look at me now, he better fucking apologize. Like seriously, this coach, I worked my ass off because he wouldn't put me in events. You know, he'd swap me out and stuff like that. And I'd have to like I'd have to prove myself. Like he wouldn't even watch me. He wouldn't watch me practice. So I'm like, how do you know how I can perform? Because you don't pay a single bit of attention to me. You care about your favorites and that that's it. No, I'm not going to be an all-star like runner. I don't want to run in college, but that doesn't mean I'm any less important than the other performers on this team. You know what I mean? Um, he was one of those coaches. Oh, if you're not breaking records and if you're not winning state titles, I don't give a fuck about you. He, I, So I worked my ass off for my varsity letter my junior year. I really wanted my varsity letter. That was a goal that me and my helpful coach worked on. For track, since it's a non-cut sport, you have to earn points to get your varsity letter. And you get points by races that you participate in place in. We had a really good season. We got multiple first place medals, multiple medals all around. Um, I was on a shuttle hurdle team and we did really well. Time came, end of the year banquet. He's handing out varsity letters. I don't get mine. I don't get mine. And he stapled a packet together and handed it out to every girl on the team. And it was every person on the team and their breakdown of how many points they earned um, and eat every single match. You see, you had to have X amount of points. Say it was 10. I don't know what the number was. We're just going to say 10. I had like 12 points. I was over the limit. He goes through all the varsity letters, doesn't give me mine. So I march up to him and like, my voice is a little shaky. I remember this so clearly because I was terrified of him. Went up to him and said, excuse me, um, you didn't give me my varsity letter and I deserve one. And he's like, oh, what? You didn't earn enough points. So I flipped through and go line by line. And I'm like, this is how many points I have. And he's like, oh, uh, I guess I'll see if I have an extra letter. Like, just did it. Like, that's how awful he was. Like, he didn't even... I don't even think it was like the fact that I wasn't like a an all-star performer. He just personally didn't like me. And I don't know why, because I tried my goddamn hardest. Um, and it really took a toll on my self-esteem, you know? And this is less like, it. it's less of, it didn't have an effect on exercise, like my relationship with exercise, but it had an effect on my relationship with myself. And I would sit there just frustrated. Like I I could clearly see who his favorites were. Why am I not his favorite? Why is he nice to me one day and then mean to me the next day? Why does he pretend like he doesn't see me when we're walking down the hallways? Why do I not get a chance to be in this race? Like, why am I not good enough? And what do I have to do to be good enough? You know? And it's something that I really struggled with. And it's like, I couldn't help but feel like, all these people around me were, were being set up for success. And I was actually getting pushed further back and I wasn't able, I wasn't being allowed to maximize my full potential. Um, and that was something that really, up until like I, my shuttle team, my relay team broke a school record. He still didn't give a shit about me. Um, and it really, I think like part of piecing together my self-esteem started, actually, that summer after I graduated high school, when I started weightlifting and I started taking control of my body, and I didn't have a coach. I didn't have anyone to report to, or um, I-, I wasn't doing it for anyone. I was doing it for myself, and that's when my self-esteem really started to change. Um, and it sucks. It sucks that there's a lot of coaches out there, but I've also had really good coaches in my life. And I'm definitely, I'm very thankful for them. And what does a good, what does a good coach look like? I think that a good coach is someone who recognizes that this, it, what you, what you say and what you do as a coach goes beyond the sport that you're, that you're coaching. The things that you say and do will stick with people for the rest of their lives, even if you don't think so. It happens all the time. I say things, people have said things to me like casually that I've stuck with. You know, I bet I've said things that people will never forget. And I'm like, oh, I forgot that I even said that. You, if you're a coach, especially to children, you need to understand your role model position and not take advantage of it. And you see it up to the pro levels. You know, I'm a Giants fan. You could tell when the Giants did not respect their coaches, like Coach McAdoo, the team performed shitty. The players didn't want to do anything for him. Now with Brian Dayball, they, they they love him, and the Giants had a better than average season for the Giants. Probably one of their best in a while. Still not great, but that's not the point. But it's because he treats them with respect and gives everyone their their chance. You know, just because you're. you're not a starter, you sit on the bench, doesn't mean you're not important. It doesn't mean that you should be treated like that. My specialist coach was someone that I still talk to today. Sadly, I only had him for a year, my junior year. Um, And then he ended up switch. Like, he moved to a different school for his full-time job, and, like, it was just he couldn't come back. When it counted, he showed up to those matches um, or races. Sometimes we would tell him, he would ask us, hey, what's your schedule looking like? When's your race? What time? Like, what's the order? Um, he did not have to be there. Nobody was paying him to be there. He would take his own car, his own money, drive wherever, like up north in the state, up s- down south in the state to see us perform because he cared, even though he only spent one year coaching us. That's something... That, I, th- I think that he was the glue holding my self-esteem together, which is like, you know, it's, you can't really pin it all on one person, but I genuinely think I would have been an absolute train wreck if he didn't believe in me. Um, he treated everyone like they were important. He would break, like every practice, everybody would get their own one-on-one time with him. Granted, he did have a smaller group of girls to work with because we were just the specialists. Um, but he would check up on us, you know, like after hours, make sure we're doing well in school, all that kind of stuff. Make sure we're, we're, we are recovering well. He was never disappointed in the way that we performed. Say we were doing some practice runs and my shin hit a hurdle. He wouldn't look at me with disappointment. He'd be like, Hey, saw that back there. Let's tweak this. And it was always positive. The way that he like he encouraged us to do better. He didn't yell, he didn't give us an ultimatum. It's you do better or else. It was hey, like I think if you do this, you would you would decrease your time by a second or something. I know you could do it. Just things like that. And he said something to me that stood out for years. Like I like I've held on to this and I tell all my clients, you know, he told I said to him that junior year, I want my varsity letter. I want my varsity letter. And he said, okay, but that's not the goal we're going to work on. And I was like, why? And he's like, we are going to work on beating a school record. Because if you aim for the moon, you're going to at least land in the stars. Worst comes to worse. And I said, damn, what a good analogy. You know, I really wanted my varsity letter, but if all I was doing was pushing myself to get my varsity letter, I was going to be disappointed if I didn't get it. But by trying to accomplish something a step higher, the varsity letter was going to fall in beneath. You know, let's say uh, let's say you're playing basketball. I don't, I've never played basketball, so this might be a bad analogy. Let's say you're playing basketball and you, you can't make a basket. Like, you really just can't make a basket um, or, or, like, a two-pointer. Instead of trying to work on your layup, try and work on your three. Because if you could do it from back there, you could do it from up close. And the three the extra. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to fall underneath there. Say you're running a race and you're like, oh, I really want to beat. Uh, I really want to run this uh, 5K in under 30 minutes be like, how about we push for 25? How about we push, push for under 28? Because if you push for that 30 is going to fall under there. He said that to me and it's something that I've just taken with me through all of college, even, even things now, you know, it's like, oh, I want to do, I, re- I want to have a podcast. Okay, well let's set up and do it on YouTube. You know, it's just always going the step beyond because what you really want and, and everything else is go- that's under it is going to fall into place on your way to that big goal. And, that just really stuck with me. Um, and we still keep in contact today who like, always make sure I'm doing well. Like, I don't know. I guess that's all I have to say about that. But if you are a coach, I hope that that made some things click in your mind. And if you have had negative experiences like that and you associate some forms of exercise with something negative, like a punishment – I think it's really important to recognize, hey, you're an adult now. You know, you're not on a team anymore. Everything is up to you. Find the type of exercise that you enjoy. I hate running. I've just always had a bad association with it. But I love weightlifting. You know, you might be the opposite. You burned yourself out weightlifting in high school and your coach made you do X, Y, and Z. Maybe it takes some sort of a class or you get really into yoga. You know, it sucks that... um, it sucks that a coach can really have a, an effect on a strong effect on you, but that's what they're, it's also kind of what they're there for. They are supposed to be mentor mentors. Unfortunately, not all of them are great, but at the end of the day, there are so many different ways to move your body. Just find what works for you. And as you become older, you realize like you're in charge of yourself. You don't owe anyone anything except for you. <laughs> All right, everyone. I'm here with a very special guest today. I am here with Chloe Turcha. How are you, Chloe? I am amazing. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me. I wanted to have you on um, because we met briefly in California for like a second,
1: Um,
0: Uh but I've been following you ever since then. And it looks like you're just a a ray of sunshine. You're always doing such great (laughs) stuff for yourself and for other people. Um, And your style of workouts. I love what you post because I feel like a lot of the stuff that I see on social media is just, and including myself really, is just strict weightlifting, but you're, you do so many different types of activity and you just seem like a very well-rounded, like athletic person. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. That was the sweetest little intro ever.
1: (laughs) And thank you for having me on. Um, but yeah, no, I recently really switched up my training style in the past, like few months and I felt amazing. Like I I'm obsessed. Like I love switching it up. But I was the same way. I was just strictly weightlifting for years. And I just kind of had like a I don't know what came over me, but I just wanted to change. I wanted to switch it up and I'm loving the variety. It's so fun.
0: It does look like a lot of fun. So did you play any sports or anything growing up? Like what led you into this whole weightlifting, Fitness athletic. World. Yeah.
1: I, I was an athlete my whole life. So, um, I feel like I kind of played everything, you know, when you're younger, your parents kind of throw you into every sport ever. Um, but then I actually was a competitive, like all-star cheerleader, which a lot of people don't know what it is. It's kind of like a cross between gymnastics and like cheerleading. It's nothing like high school cheerleading, right? Um, it's really hard to explain, but it was very competitive. It was like, I would say similar to the training style of a gymnast. Like you're, you've practiced a lot, like long hours all that kind of stuff. um, And that really, I think gave me the mentality for like fitness and kind of the process and the progress and like the hard work, all of that. And it really matured me really quickly. So I did that for years, like from like third grade to about wow. high school. And then I ran track and that was kind of how I really got into um actually learning about like nutrition and recovery and all of that um track was definitely my focus in high school um I trained with like a specialty like group on the side and my trainer like he changed my life I credit him to a lot um and it's funny because in the time I don't think I realized it but now like looking back and reflecting on that I'm like that was definitely like the pivotal point in being, being just like an athlete and kind of just doing what you're told and then he was more so like here are the tools and the things you need to do but like it's on you to kind of do it and I just like, totally like everything he said, I was like absorbing and doing. And I saw so many results. And I think I really fell in love with just the process of all of it. Um And so I think that's kind of what stuck because I, even my like physique was changing throughout like the different like way I was eating now. Cause I used to be like a girl who like would eat a pop tart for breakfast every single day, <laughs> yeah, you know, and like whatever. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I just like kind of flipped the switch and I was like actually focused on eating like nutrient-dense foods and prioritizing all of that. And yeah, my physique changed, my times were dropping in track, which is obviously the goal. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that was, I think the most influential part of it. And then I think it just carried on because I didn't run track in college or anything. So I, cause I would like weightlift the days I wasn't like training for like running and stuff. And so I kind of also realized I was like naturally Good at like lifting, you know. I'm like naturally built, just stronger. Like my physique, and my, I'm just that's how I am. Um, so I fell in love with that just because I was kind of good at it. Like I was in high school, I was literally breaking records for like lifting weights, and I was like, that's Wait, "Awesome!" What?
0: Like, you should so field events small,
1: then. I went to a small high school, so <laughs> it wasn't anything like crazy. But <laughs> I really didn't know what I was doing, and I was like, "Okay, I'm this strong without really knowing anything." So yeah, that's kind of long story, but that's kind of what got me
0: into fitness. That's awesome. So I also ran track in high school and I did not start weightlifting until I would say like the end of high school, like things were slowing down. Like my last track okay. season was coming up and I was like, okay, where do we go from here? Yeah. Um, what, what events did you do? Like spr- like long distance? I was
1: a sprinter. Oh yeah. I was a one and a two. I didn't even run a 400 ever in my life. I refused. No. Okay. So I was like, yeah, realize That's
0: all such a that. What did you run? I did hurdles. So I did the wow. 100 hurdles outdoors and like occasionally they would throw me into like a random two when they needed a substitute. Oh and I'd be like, God. I don't know if you want me in there, but I'll try. <laughs> um, but now that I'm like into weightlifting and like, obviously my strength has grown over time. I kind of look back. I don't know if you ever got this feeling, but I'm like, damn, if I pushed myself in the gym, like I did oh. now, I could have been awesome at like javelin or like some field event. I-
1: I know. No, I think about the same thing. And too, I'm like, if I would have like known about like even supplements and that kind of stuff and just all the stuff I know now, I'm like, I could have been like so much stronger and yeah, no, it's hilarious. Cause I'm like, I didn't even know what pre-workout was in high school. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, that could have been real nice before a super hard workout or all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, I have exact same thoughts.
0: I know. I think about that all the time and I'm like, you know what? It's a, it's a long, closed chapter. So what?
1: Exactly. I'm like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I wanted to, uh, this was actually something that I was going to talk about on like future episodes. So I'm really glad that you brought it up. You said that you had a coach, um, like a specialty coach that was such a huge influence on your life. And I have been reflecting a lot about how like coaches that I've had and coaches can really make or break, like not even just a sport, but exercise in general. For a person like you, I know people who have just yeah. had such bad coaches that they quit a sport, like, and then they never want to touch or people who've played college sports. And then they're like, I'm so burned out. I don't want to exercise ever again. Yeah. So what did you, like, what stood out about this coach? Like what made it him or her a good coach?
1: He just genuinely like loved and cared for us. Like he would do absolutely anything. Um, And he would like write out, like if we ever Okay. The one thing I think that stood out initially too is like when I, it, you didn't have to like get accepted into it, but, um, it was like, we, when I like, it was like a referral thing, like a girl on my team was training with him and she was like, obviously making a ton of progress and she was like recommending him, but I had to go to his house and like have a meeting with my mom and him and like, talk about like why I wanted to do this. And um, I think that was like huge because I'm like, most coaches are just like, like training kind of side stuff or like, I just want your money. Cause it wasn't cheap yeah. to train with him. By any means. And so it was like a big step for me to take and like financially and everything. So um sitting there and like just talking to him, because this was even before I like signed away, anything, you know, I think that was like so eye-opening. Just because I'm like, he genuinely cares. Like he's taking time out of his night to like sit down with me and my mom, get to know us, get to know my goals, get to know me as a person, like how I like to train and live my life. And I think that was really, really cool. Um, and then he was just so consistent. Like I, if I couldn't make it to, cause it was like three times a week, right. but like he would go at, cause it was like a group of us and it was like long distance to short distance, but it was still a small group, maybe like eight to 10 people. Mm-hmm. Um, But there was one girl and she was like playing basketball in high school and we trained like during basketball season, but he would get up at 5.00 AM and go train with her in the mornings mm-hmm. and then come with us at night at like 4.30 cause we train after school. I'm like, he just cares, you know? Um, And then also even, cause his daughter ran, at like a different high school than I did but him and then there was like an assistant coach who would like do the workouts with us and stuff and it was just like one of his buddies but they literally would come to my meets and they would be like they had no like you know need to be there or reason to be there other than just to be supportive and they would be like I ran like once and twos like I said and it was an indoor me I remember this and I, like, I'll like i never forget it but he was like on one coaches on one corner of the curve and the other was on the other and they were like timing me and like getting my whatever but they were like like cheering me on and making sure like walking me through my warm ups, and they were like coaching me through like, cause you have to like run differently on an indoor track. It's a lot oh,
0: yeah.
1: I'm yeah. running on a straight curve practically. Yeah. And he was just like, I don't know. Like he was just, it was so, so cool because I'm like, he genuinely, like my parents were like, wow, like that just says a lot. Cause it was a far, like the meet was like an hour, hour and a half right. away too. And he like drove there. And mm-hmm. I just think when they truly care, you know, it's more than like your results and it's more than the money. It's like, yeah. he wants to see you succeed. It's just, I don't think that happens a lot. I think a lot of times, especially nowadays, I think sometimes money gets involved, you know, with coaching and that kind of stuff or like titles. Like I wasn't like above and beyond winning state titles or anything. So it's not, like I was just like all-star track runner, but like he still cared for me just as much as he did the people who were winning state titles. And I think that says a lot. Uh, But yeah, he was just, I love him. He was the best.
0: (laughs) I have like, I had a very similar coach in my, I've had good and bad coaches and I feel like Mm -hmm. the way That people like not not only like the way that they treat you, but the way that they talk about exercise and and like the things that you have to do makes such a difference. I had like I had um, like my regular high school coach who was like in charge of all of the girls Mm -hmm. track. And then I had this separate coach who specifically trained like the hurdlers and like high jump and long jump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that coach, like we had such a close relationship. Like I still keep in touch with him. But my head coach was all about like like punishment, not rewarding almost where it yeah. was like you better you have to do this in under this amount of time or you're going to run like a 400. And it kind of like it just put I had soccer coaches like that, too, where it puts a negative connotation yeah. on the exercise where I was like, oh, running punishment so now as like an adult like out of college and everything I don't like to run and I'm not like eager to try it because I just don't associate it with good things in my head
1: that's so true I've never thought about that but you're completely right like I always I'm the exact like that was exactly how I viewed running too until recently I started training for a half um but that's you're so right. Like that is crazy how they, and like burpees and stuff like that. It's yeah. like dropping in 10 10 push-ups. It's like, that was a punishment for me and cheer. Like we'd have to do 20 and 20, 20 twenty 20 sit-ups. And I never did that for a long time after. And that's so like, yeah, that's bizarre, but it's so sad because I don't even know if that's their intention, but it really like leaves a mark on people. I don't
0: and, like, think they realize effect. it, especially yeah. at the age that high school coaches are and stuff. I think they forget what it's like to be so young and, yes. and like and impressionable. Like, yeah. Yeah, I try to do. That's why, I, like, I've been in person training for a long time now, since like 2018, and I've never done that kind of like, like, yeah. punishment with my clients where it's like, all right, if I see them slacking off or something, I'll be like, let's, like, you're doing an extra rep, or you're going yeah. for an extra 30 seconds, not like, oh, like you didn't do this right, go do 10 burpees, because then when it's time to yeah. say like, oh, let's do a hit exercise, let's do burpees, everyone's like, ugh, like no. right. oh, like, oh, right, yeah. My
1: God. That is so crazy. I've never thought of that, but you were completely right. And that's seriously happened to me without even realizing it. I think we're all like how impactful, like whether that's good or bad coaches and people in our lives can be with like fitness, especially too. even like, it makes me think of that, like coach that I had that I really loved. Mm -hmm. He, another reason I loved him is because he, um, every day when we get to practice, he would sit there and he'd be like, how does your body feel? Like, are you like tired? Are you sore? And if like, we had anything that didn't feel right, it was shut it down. Like you're done for the day. Yes. Like don't push it rather than some coaches are like, roll it out, suck it up, toughen yes. up. Like you're doing the workout. Like you're here to practice. Like he honored our body and like the recovery of it. And that's like so huge. And I, cause yeah. most coaches again, like don't do that. It's kind of just like, if you don't practice, like someone will take your spot kind of thing. It's so competitive, but
0: he really honored like our actual health (laughs) yeah I think that that's super important especially for people in the high school age where it's like what everyone in high school is always comparing themselves to other people and there's going to be always going to be like a better athlete or somebody Mm -hmm. who has the varsity jacket and you don't have the varsity jacket yet or something and I think that like especially on teams like track where it's like anyone and anyone can join Mm -hmm. it's really important to have like like to not feel like you're just another fish in the sea, like everybody yeah. is important. And even if they're not going to be the star performer on your team, you need to like nourish them and like give them attention. Yeah. because You could have a long lasting effect on the rest of their lives, honestly.
1: Oh, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. A huge impact. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. So uh-huh. what's what is your what is like a week of working out look like for you? Because I see you doing a bunch of different stuff and you just, just yeah. said you've been training for a half marathon, which is yeah. really cool. Thank you. Um,
1: so yeah, it's been a lot different recently. I, I used to have like a very strict split, like lifting split when I was just lifting like six days a week. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I, it, I, the reason I switched it up is because I honestly was noticing, I just didn't feel like on it, like an athlete. Like I didn't feel like agile and like right. fit, like I felt strong, but I didn't feel fit. And there's a big difference. And I used to always do hit workouts. Like that's what I started doing kind of outside of, High school, like I would lift, but then I do a hit once or twice a week, just because I thought they were so fun. Like I would always do it with a friend and it was always just a good time and really tough, but I felt great after. And over the past like year, year and a half, I switched gyms and I think I just like stopped doing them because the gym I was going to is more like powerlifting bodybuilder kind of like vibe. And I just felt weird, honestly, doing a hit there. Um, and so I was strictly lifting, but then I, yeah, I wanted to start trying them again. And one of my friends was like, let's do a workout together. And I did it. And I'm like, oh, I feel amazing. Yeah. So, um, it was really hard to figure out a split with this half marathon training. Cause right when I did that, it was kind of the same time as I was like, I want to challenge myself. Um, and the reason I started running like training for a half was because I had just graduated college in December and I was like, I need something to work towards. I need something to focus on. And challenged me because that was kind of school. Like school is a challenge, kept me busy working towards like grades and stuff. And so that was kind of gone. And so um yeah and one day I went on a run and I was like, I feel amazing because I did sprints and I hadn't done it in forever. And my friend's like, you yes. should just like start running outside. I'm like absolutely not and then I was like wait <laughs> because I don't want to that's why I want to now right. So I honestly I lift three days a week now with like more heavy because I'm like higher in my miles for my half because it's in a week from now. So oh my it's Yeah, I know. I'm so nervous, but I'm so excited. Um, so I pretty much initially I was doing like when I was doing like little miles, like trying to, cause I couldn't even run a mile and a half barely without cramping up and getting tired, like exhausted. And that (laughs) that was like eye opening. And I was like, Holy cow, Chloe, like you may be able to lift and squat a lot, but I'm like, you can't run more than miles. I'm like, I, I, and that's okay. But it's like, I didn't want to feel like that. So At first, I was doing a hit like once or twice a week with my friend, always once a week. We have like our five am Tuesday mornings. Aww. We do a hit workout. It's so fun. He like holds me accountable and it's a blast. Aww. And then I lift three days a week. and honestly, I kind of just throw in my lifts whenever my I listen to my body and I kind of just like honor it and too. Um, I live in Iowa. And so when I train for my half, I'm, I've been running outside because I cannot run on a treadmill. So a lot of it's been based on the weather. Okay. So I'm like, when can I get a long running? Cause I do one long run a week. And then I try to get two, like three to seven ish miles. So that's like my breakdown for my runs. And then I lift three days a week and then I do one hit. So it is a lot more cardio, but it's like, the reason for me doing this wasn't to like cut down. Cause I feel like a lot of people no. associate obviously cardio with like leaning out, but I'm like, that wasn't even like the intention. Like it's really just how I want to move my body. Um, so yeah, it's, there's no like Monday, the only day, like I have designated to a specific workout is my Tuesday morning hits. But other than that, um, sometimes I'll do like a lift in like a short run, but I typically don't do it on days where I hit like legs, like legs is usually just my designated leg day. And that's what I'll do. And then my long run, when I do like eight to 10 miles. I just run. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, it's kind of funny cause I just started doing hot works. Have you ever heard of hot works? Oh, what's that? So it's like these infrared sauna based workouts. I literally started it last week, but now I do this as like a recovery after my lifts. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm obsessed with it and it's like Pilates, there's a bar class. There's like an ISO class. Um, it is the most humbling experience I have. Ever I love, had. I
0: love stuff my like that.
1: My <laughs> legs are like shaking. Like I can't even like hold them. Like pilates moves the whole time so it's like on like a countdown thing it's literally just like yeah. a little screen of like a coach like taking you through like a 45 minute little workout but it's like so fun because i'm like trying all these new things and i'm like i don't if i don't hit my three lifts for like exactly in the seven days i'm like i'll just hit legs on monday if i couldn't do it on sunday like i <gasps> planned or something like that but i really think it's helped too, like Not that I ever really had like a negative, I guess, relationship with like exercise, but I feel like I would feel guilty if I wasn't like hitting my Mm -hmm. splits, you know, exact and like doing all of this. So honestly, I feel like with such a variety, I feel like I can really listen to my body every single day and be like, how do I feel? And like, what do I want to do for the day? Because I'm like, I have so many different options. I could do a hit. I could go on a run. I could do a lift. Um, the only thing I've had to force is kind of the runs just because I'm like building up to be able to run 13 miles I've like had to kind of push through some days um, especially on when I'm like this is the only nice day of the week I have to run and i sometimes I don't want to but (laughs) I feel like I have a really like free schedule with it and it's funny because I think my body my physique has like responded the best ever like I feel like the healthiest I feel the strongest I feel like I don't know, the most confident in my body, and I feel the most like versatile and agile. Like I was telling my friends, I'm like, it's funny because, honestly, training. I'm like, I want to have it as like a not like a defense mechanism, but like if there was a situation where I need to like defend myself, I'm strong. Yes. Like I know I'm strong. I can lift a lot of weight, but I'm like, I can also sprint. Like I'm a pretty fast person. But then I'm like, I could run ten miles away from somebody if I had to. So I feel like so versatile. And I love it because before I'm like, all I had going for me was like my muscles. I'm right. like, I'll like fight them off or something. But like, honestly, I'm
0: not a fighter. So <laughs> I love that you said that because there has been so many times in my life. And I started, I think the only time I really started picking up running was during COVID and then the world reopened yeah. and I shut it down. But I've said to myself so many times, you're strong and like, that's cool. But if you had to run for your life, you would do very bad. <laughs> I know. That was literally me. I'm like, I can't
1: run more than two miles. I'm like, the situation in life, like, what? I'm probably going to need to run further than two miles if
0: I'm like life and death situation. I'm like, God forbid. Like, I hope I don't ever have to run for my life. But right. if I'm later, like, I would be screwed. So I maybe I will start running again. And you just motivated me. Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> I'm starting to warm up. Um, but I want to ask you about the infrared sauna stuff. Yeah. So I actually, I have, like, a little infrared light coming to me in the mail. Like, it should be coming any day now. Have you noticed any, like, any benefits from it besides, like, sweating so, when you're working out, obviously? Yeah, I sweat a ton.
1: I'm, like, a sweater. But, um, and I love this because the infrared saunas, they get hot like a sauna, but not as hot. Like, it's only, like, okay. 125. So I honestly don't sweat, like, instantly. Right. But once I'm the end, I'm, like, dripping. Uh, but my, like, I, I've i only been doing this for, like, a week and a half. So I'm, like, still pretty new okay. to it. but like my complexion, I feel like is already like noticed a difference. And the girl I was talking to, the girl signed me up. She was so cute. She's like 50. And she was telling me how she's like been a trainer her whole life. She's done all this stuff. And she goes, I've been doing like hot works, like these infrared saunas for three months. She was, I've never gotten so many questions about my complexion and my skin. And she goes, I'm literally 50. And she goes, my skin's never looked better. And I was like, well, like when the recent, you know, like right, right, right. 10 years but I'm like, okay. And I've, I've honestly noticed it too. Like it's helped my skin. So that's the main thing I've noticed, but I feel like I'm so new to it still. I haven't noticed anything else, but I just love like the recovery aspect of it because like I said, I like to lift. I like to do, hit, I like to run. And all of those are very high intensity, like hard on the body. And I'm really bad at slowing down because I just have this thing. I'm like, I want to be like breathing heavy, like struggling to feel productive. And I'm like, this is forcing me to like slow down. And I've really like become, it's helped my like muscle mind connection too. I feel like when I'm like in these things, I really can like connect. And that's something I've always struggled with when lifting. Like I've tried so hard and I'm like, I just can't like do it sometimes, but this has really helped with that. And just like stretching overall and stuff. Because when I started running, I was like, Oh, we need to start stretching. I started doing yoga a few times yep. a week or like once a week or something in my gym. Um, But yeah, cause I'm like very inflexible. So I'm like, I've honestly just like opened my eyes to everything. I'm like bad at within fitness because I only was focusing on what I was good at and I was right, lifting. And right. I think that's why I just stuck to it for so long, but I'm like, I need to challenge myself and try new things. And I'm really glad I did because honestly, i like feel amazing and it's so fun and it, I don't get tired of it. Like it's always, I don't wake up and I'm like, Oh, I have to go to the gym. You know, it's like, Oh, like I think because now that I only lift three days a week, it's like, I get so excited about my list yeah. because I'm like, I, I don't take it for granted, you know, cause that's like my favorite thing is probably lifting still. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's nothing better than a runner's high though. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's so funny because I would never, like, I always like would joke around. I'm like, I'm never going to run. I'm not a right. runner. Like not me. I'm a sprinter. That's what I would say. I'm like, you will never catch me running more than right
0: hundred, you know, you or maybe a way. mile.
1: <laughs> but now I'm like, oh my gosh, five miles. Like, let's do it. Like, I love it. It's so fun. And yeah, that like you, really it's like made me tap into a whole nother like level with myself. Like it's kind of therapeutic when you run. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's, it's, it's hard and it's not even like the actual running itself. It's like mentally preparing before and then like the recovery after, like there's just so many different aspects to it that I don't know. I just never even, was aware of. And it's been amazing. I love it. So I
0: always say like, and it's it, the, the same thing applies for with the rare occasion. When I do run, I tell people all the time, you're never going to leave the gym or you're never going to finish a workout and say, wow, I feel awful. I really wish yeah. I didn't do that. You might be sore. You might be out of breath, but mm-hmm. you're never going to be like, God, I wish I didn't do that.
1: Yeah. You never regret. I've never regretted going on a run. You're so right. Or any workout, but yeah, that's like, that's kind of what I have to remind myself of sometimes before the runs. I'm like, think of how amazing you're going to feel after for the rest of the day. I'm like, you're gonna feel amazing for the next 12 hours or continuing on even like the next days. But I'm like the like one to two hours you're going to be running. Is it tough? Is it hard? Yeah. But like also too, it kind of like makes, it forces you to focus on like the positives and the good when you're running. Cause if you sit there and you think about everything that hurts and you think about how tired you are, it's only going to make it harder. So it's yep. like, it seriously completely like affected my mentality and just like my relationship with myself, like while exercising, I feel like my threshold with like enduring, like tough training is so much higher now. And I, yeah. So I feel like running is making me stronger in the gym as well. Like lifting wise, yeah. even
0: people don't realize that. And I've been like, I've been working on it over the years just, and I know like some people ask me, Oh, why do you do that? Or whatever. My full body days, which I normally do on the weekend, I've Mm -hmm. always done as like an endurance-based workout because I started it a few years ago because I was like, again, you can lift and you can lift Mm -hmm. heavy weights, but like, where's your muscular endurance? Like, I want to be able to do things for a long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Getting tired. Um, But I also tell people a lot and I've been trying to like really get this message across on my page and I need to be, I guess, a little bit better of it because I do mostly just weight lift. Mm -hmm. Um, But I try and spread the word that there are so many different forms of exercise. And you like one of my best friends, she's huge into pure bar. Like she loves mm-hmm. bar and like never touches weights. And I'm like, that's, that's totally fine. Yeah. Whatever we're doing. I love it. Mm-hmm. So- exactly.
1: That's what I tell people. i like, trial and error, literally try everything. I'm like, even if you think you don't like it, give it a try. Like I would have never thought I liked doing like, even like you said, like a pure bar. Like I did that mm-hmm. at Works yesterday and I was, I was a dancer when I was little, but like, since then I am not like a very graceful girl and I was doing these weird little like ballet type moves like I love it like I felt so like good and it was something new and yeah so I think just trying new stuff and like if you don't like it like then don't do it like don't force yourself but I think that's what happens with people and their like dread and like negative relationship with exercising is because they're doing things they don't enjoy it's like there's so many forms it's like the most important thing like you said is just to move your body and just like honor your body and break a little sweat and you know, like. Yeah, it's, I just wish people would understand. I feel like that the gym is more for like, like, I don't know, your overall well being, you know, it's right. like, I feel like people just like force themselves like I just need to go do it because that's what everyone says to do. But it's like, I don't know it's so much deeper than that. Like, no workout is, I mean, maybe but like no workouts really better than another. It like really depends on the person and how you feel and how it like impacts your life um but it's so hard because I feel like when you see things on like social media and you see people doing all these things it's like oh I need to be doing that or I'm not doing it right or it's not a good enough workout and I just don't think that's like true at all
0: no I like that you set that example I had somebody on like a few months ago on my podcast too that was kind of the same way where she she did like a bikini competition at one point and was very like weightlifting 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 and now she's like I go like three times a week and I do other yeah. things she do, like she rides her bike she goes hiking mm-hmm. she'll do like outdoor like track workouts okay. and she's like I feel so happy and like yes. like she looks forward to it every day because it goes back to the same thing we were talking about in the beginning if you have a negative connotation with what you're doing like you're you're going to be more resistant to it and you're not yeah. going to get it done
1: Exactly. No, that I completely agree. And I completely agree with her situation. Like, I used to be at the gym six days a week, you know, for like two hours at a time. I feel like I lived at the gym. And now I'm like, I don't even know when I'll be at the gym next. You know, it's like, when am I going to do my next lift? I don't know. But it's like, I can just go outside and go on a run. And I think it makes it easier too. Like, with like traveling and doing other things, it's like, you don't have to rely on your one gym. You know, like if I'm gone somewhere, I could go do a little hit workout outside or I could go on a run or I don't know. I just feel like it takes a lot of pressure off of like, working out too. And it makes it more fun. Like you could go take a class with your friend and not be like, Oh my gosh, I'm missing my lift. Like it's messing on my split. Um, and some people need that structure and routine and consistency, but I feel like for others, like it's okay to like not have a perfect workout regimen. I, and I, it's the first time I've really been like this since I got like heavily into fitness and on social media. And I was honestly nervous to like switch up my training because I'm like, I don't want people to think that like, I don't enjoy lifting or like, I don't promote like, you know, doing all that and being like a badass strong girl. It's like, I totally love that still, but it's like, I've just like found other ways that I enjoy moving my body. And it's just like a new phase, I guess, of my like fitness journey, I guess. And like, maybe I'll go back to lifting more. So like over the winter, whenever I, whenever I want more of like a, like steady
0: Can't go outside too. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, I think you do a really good job setting a good example well, thank you. <laughs> no, you do. You do. Um, I feel like we're we're similar in the sense too. where I always lately in the past year or two, I've been trying so many things that I've said, like, OK, I'm going to try, but never got around to it because I just find that there's like it's very exciting to me to be like a well-rounded athlete. Yeah. Like, again, like yeah. I can lift in the gym, but I've always wanted to snowboard. So I yeah. learned to snowboard this year. I've always wanted to learn how to surf. So I've learned how to surf. And it's just like there's so many different ways to exercise that like exactly. you need to kind of unlock it in your brain like what do oh, I what am I gonna fall in love with yes
1: oh that's so cool I so wish I could go surf and I could snowboard in Iowa but no you're far really away oh so
0: uh, have you ever been to Jersey before because that's where I am
1: I a little one time like a couple years ago I was for a short little trip with my family but I like want to get out there more because I
0: love it like yeah I, it's so much fun in the summer oh, I grew up God. like 20 minutes 25 minutes from the beach so I I learned how to surf like honestly I learned how to surf a few weeks ago but it's easy to like rent a board here so my goal in the summer is like I want to get up before work on Fridays because we have like half days I want to get my butt to the beach and just practice and like keep learning because it's also so peaceful being on the beach when nobody's there I can't move away from the beach
1: I, living in Iowa, man, I'm so jealous. I'm yeah. like, I need to, like, it's like 65 today and I was living in my car and the sun was shining and I was like, you know what? Like, I can really, like, move, you know, somewhere I'm like, <laughs> this is more normal. And I know it gets cold there too, but oh my yeah. gosh. I just, like, it'd be so fun to be able to go do that. Or, like, even, like, I just, like, love to hike and I'm like, yes. I can't do any of that kind of stuff in Iowa. And,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you have, like, <laughs> like, like what are your... Aspirations, I guess, because you said you graduated in December. So like is moving out of Iowa I,
1: cards? I've been really trying to figure it out and go back and forth because it, it does. It does, yeah. And I I always told myself, because my lease in my apartment right now is up in like the end of June. So I'm like from when I graduated, gave me six months. And I was like, huh. I'm just gonna kinda live my life and see where it takes me. Um, and because I hate like too early committing, because then I feel like I'm like, oh, I don't want to like I don't like I don't know. I'm just scared to commit to like moving away because I'm a homebody. And believe it or not, I do really love Iowa. So it's like, I, I want to like eventually <laughs> come back here, I say, yeah. and like raise a family, but I'm like, I feel like maybe if I move away, I'm going to be like, oh, like, you know, forget Iowa. Yeah. I don't know. but I love Arizona so much. Mm-hmm. Um, It's always been like, kind of like the place my family like travels to. And I love hiking and I just love the dry heat, all of that. that. Um, and so I've thought about maybe going out there or going like 50-50, like going back and forth between here and there. Um, But I'm like, I don't know, like I'm really not against moving anywhere. I'm like, if there was an opportunity and it made sense to go somewhere, like I'm absolutely for it. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I think me and my best friend are going to like rent a house here in Iowa. So I'm like, I'm going to do that. But I'm like, I've like talked to her about it. And I'm like, there's a chance I may be like going 50-50 somewhere because I'm like, I just... With like the like job that I have and like the flexibility. I'm like, and I don't know how long this will last of like I have no commitment and no ties to Iowa, like no boyfriend, no like nope. job that I need to like report to, you know, everything is remote for me. So I'm like, I feel like that's a very fortunate thing. Like I wanna take advantage of that while I can. So honestly, I may be moving to Arizona in the next year, maybe in the next two years. I don't know. Um, but then maybe by then I'll find some other place yeah. and I'll be in like a completely different state. I, I have no idea. But I support it. Really like, closing any doors but there's nothing that I'm like for sure doing I just kind of go with the flow and I'm like whatever's meant to happen will happen and as it happens um but yeah
0: that's that's such an important part of being in your early 20s too and like I have um I have like a hybrid job and I'm lucky that I get like a good amount of PTO I am like kind of trying to push to see if I can get more of a remote position just Mm -hmm. so I do have the ability to go wherever but I've been doing a lot more traveling because I I can like I have the money now and the time to do so um and I've been back and forth a few times now to LA and I'm like I just really love it here and I love New Jersey and my family's in New Jersey and I think it was a great place to grow up but I would love to I think I would almost regret it if I didn't spend a year of my life yeah just seeing what else is out there
1: where else I think it would be so like um, what's the word? I just feel like i would learn so much about myself, you know? And like you would just really like push yourself out of your comfort zone and like be forced to kind of do things you wouldn't normally do. I just feel like there'd be so much like personal growth in it. And that is too like why I want to do it. Cause I'm like, I don't want to say I lived in Iowa my whole life. I'm like, I, know, I don't wanna I especially do. like I'm like it's just so cool. Like we're only young once and I just think it's like the perfect time. Like I like I have no nothing keeping me here. So I'm like, I feel like that's a sign, but
0: I think I say, I say go for it. I think like for me, it's like the number one thing holding me back and like, not like I'm not packing my bags and leaving tomorrow is my family. Um, But I, I just, I do feel like I would regret it. And I've been so, I've been doing a lot more in the past year that I've realized like there's so many places that I didn't realize that I loved because I've never been there.
1: Yeah. Oh, me too. I never used to travel growing up really. Like yeah. I would travel for sports, but in the past like year, year and a half, I literally think I've been in a plane, like flying somewhere every single month. And I'm like, I've never traveled so much in my life and it is so, yeah. Like eye opening to so, like, there's whole new worlds out there, new, like people experiences. Like there's just so much and it's so hard to like, it's so, or it's so easy to get like, I don't know, like comfortable and like sheltered yeah. in your own little like world at, in home. And so I think yeah, there's just so much out there that I'm like, oh, I just, yeah. It's and exciting. You have that like desire to just go out there and try it. And I'm like, if I don't like it, then I'll move home back home and like, exactly. whatever. But at least I gave it a shot. There's really not much to lose. Um, but yeah.
0: It's exciting. It's, it's, You're it's, at like a little bit of an advantage because I, like like I said, I grew up 20 minutes from the beach. So I can't go somewhere that's not 20 minutes yeah. from the beach. Yeah. I'm such a beach bum. And like, I'm there all the time during the summer that if I wasn't near the ocean, i I would I would feel like closed in a
1: part of you has gone yeah, yeah I I totally <laughs> I understand that from Iowa I'm like what my name is a cornfield no <laughs> I can't say I will so uh yeah I think getting uh, yeah being from Iowa it's very like I feel like it pushes me more to be like there is a lot more other than the Midwest but it's also an amazing place to grow up and I love it and it's definitely built me to who I am so like I love being from Iowa but No
0: one ever even knows where it's at. I'm like, dude, people not like... I was going to say, like, I'm trying to picture the map in my head the whole time. I'm so awful with geography. It's like
1: dead center. I'm like, you know where Chicago is? And people are usually like, oh, yeah, I've flown into O'Hara before. I'm like, yeah, we're just four hours, like, a little west of
0: that. Okay, okay. I'm actually going to (laughs) Chicago next month. So it'll be in the back of my head. (laughs) um <laughs> uh, what is there this might be a really dumb question but for us it's like I'm I'm very close I'm an hour from New York yeah. City I'm an hour from Philly and I'm summer- so jealous because <laughs> I love the
1: city like I'm a city girl and
0: oh you should come you should come visit I- it's so much fun
1: I think I need to because that's, like that's why I loved Jersey because like there's like the beach yes. but then there's the city and I'm like it's just there's so much up there I feel like it's like whole new little worlds but like they're all so close you know yes. it's, it's, crazy.
0: it's definitely nice how small Jersey is because I am so close to so mm-hmm. many different things. I think the only disadvantage about it being so small is that like, I also went to Rockers, which was like the state school. So when mm-hmm. I go out like on the weekends, like in Hoboken, yeah. it's like, I see people from elementary school. I see people from high school. <laughs> I see people from college in the world oh, just yeah. too small sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but what do you like what do you guys do in the summer or like for fun? Like, are you near any major or are there major cities in Iowa? I don't even know. So
1: there's like three like main cities and I live in like the second biggest city. So it's like people, when I say Iowa, I feel like they assume I live on a farm and I I don't like, I live in like a very like normal, like city, like vibe. Like honestly, I've been to Houston so many times and my city is not like Houston, but it's like the neighborhoods and like the light, like a lot of it's very similar. Like you, there's not much of a difference. And like, there's farm or like farmland in Houston, you know, in Texas and Iowa. Um, but so, there are big cities. There's just not a lot of them. There's no like big, huge skyscrapers. Like, we have our little downtown areas of our like three bigger cities. Um, and I live downtown in my city and I like love it. So, I'm like, it gives awesome. me a little more of like, a, <laughs> I don't know, I can actually enjoy my 20s a little bit, but there's really yeah. not much going on. Um, but like, what we do in like the summer and stuff, yeah, like, if it gets yeah, hot we have, like the ocean, it gets super hot and super humid. Oh. And then in the winters, it gets super freaking cold, like oh, negative, whatever, so much snow, kind of like, yeah up in the east coast too but um we like in the summers I go boating a lot I go camping like we have like little like lakes you know or like rivers and stuff like that so we don't have the ocean but like we have like the lake of
0: water I would die with I I would die
1: oh yeah and I love being on the boat like I grew up going to like this like little town and it's like a super super tiny little town but it's like a river town and it's so fun like my parents have a camper up there and like all of our like Like neighborhood friends have places up there so that's how they spend their weekends and I'll like pop up there every now and then um or other than that though there's nothing like really like super fun to like go do outside (laughs) like there's no mountains to hike or like oceans and stuff but like there are like people go fishing or like they'll go boating and stuff like that or I don't know you do have to get creative but it's like I don't know. I feel like people just get so busy anyways with their lives. Right. It's like, you just kind of you know, hang out and do your thing. Yeah. Um, But there's no, like, like there would really be no reason. I'd be like, Oh, you have to come to Iowa and do this. <laughs> like, when I, It's like my friends are like, I want to come to Iowa. I'm like, I genuinely don't know what we would do. Like I can take you to a few restaurants that I like. I don't know. <laughs> but more, Like monumental thing. It's really just like an easy, like chill, like lay you wanna, back. Yeah. If you want to lay low.
0: Really. Yeah.
1: Like when I come home though, from traveling, it's like, I come home and it's almost like a weight is lifted off my shoulders, like it's like releasing because it's just like, like people just kind of like do their thing here. There's no like pressure and like high pace, which I like the competitiveness and stuff like that every now and then. But it's like it can be exhausting. Like when I'm like in Texas or I'm in like LA or something, and I come home, I'm like, oh, like I can breathe and just like focus on me and yeah, it's a weird dynamic, but.
0: I'm like so the opposite when I've been traveling because I'm from New Jersey and an hour away from New York City that like going to LA I was like oh I have have time I could do whatever like people are just like yeah we'll meet at this time we'll probably be late like and it was it wasn't like completely slow paced but then it's like I come home and I'm like okay my head's already spinning like I gotta go do this I gotta go do this and everybody here is just so like go 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 like there's never like stop yeah So I'm, like, going, yeah, yeah. So getting away from here is nice. Mm-hmm. The only thing that it's, like, that I start to realize, okay, I'm from the East Coast now, is when I'm, like, at a restaurant or something. And the food, or like, people are just taking forever. The yeah. servers are, like, taking their mm-hmm. time. And I'm, like, oh, I start to get, like, irritated. And then I'm, like, whoa, <laughs> chill out. You're, like, your jersey's coming out in you. That's oh, me. yeah.
1: It's so funny how different it is, you know, like I, like I've really met a ton of people too, like from around the country. And I'm like, it's funny how like similar mindsets people can have, like how, growing up in completely different environments. Like yeah. we're all so similar, but it's like, it's so like, we're in completely different worlds at the same time. It's so bizarre to me because like, I really grew up only knowing my Iowa friends, you know, I'm like, no, I have friends in like every freaking state ever. Yeah. And it's, I so, love it. it's wild. Yeah. I love it. I
0: it's feel like, like it's amazing. made me more well-rounded too. Like just, me
1: too. Like- oh my gosh, just open my eyes. I feel like I've yeah it's completely changed me honestly for the better like I yeah was so like sheltered honestly before like growing up in Iowa like there's really no like even diversity here it's very just like basic and so traveling it's like completely yeah yeah, it's amazing like I'm so grateful that i have the opportunity to meet people from everywhere and yeah. learn all walks of life it's really really cool
0: it is it's it's a cool thing to be in your your early 20s I guess <laughs> or so they say um the last thing I wanted to bring up before I let you go is I wanted to talk about your podcast I just I told you before we started I haven't got to listen yet because I've been not listening to anything um oh, but the podcast <laughs> is called the self-made podcast right yes, yes. awesome so what made you want to start that? What do you talk about?
1: Yeah. So it's funny because I'm just like a chatty person. It's funny because my whole life I grew up and I was very shy and quiet. And like, I really like hated having conversations, especially with people I didn't know. And like starting social media, I was like, it kind of gave me like this like confidence in like my, like what I had to say. And I just, I don't know, people, I was like, it was the first time I feel like people really were genuinely like interested in like hearing me talk and it really got yeah. my confidence in having conversations. And so- um, I was always on like my YouTube videos and stuff. I get really chatty. Like I can just sit and be like, oh my gosh, I need to share this with you guys. And I just feel like I always have so much to say. Yeah. Um, and everyone was like, oh, we need to start a podcast. You need to start a podcast." And I was like, I don't know. Like I don't know if I can just sit and like talk forever. And then I started getting on people's podcasts like this, and I'm like, wait, I love it. Like it's so cool because I feel like I have so much to share. And there's like, it's such a small like little window of things you can share on like a TikTok or on. Right. A Instagram caption. I'm like, I have more to share and more to spread. So I was like, honestly, I think a podcast would be perfect because I can talk about whatever's on my mind. And honestly, so I started my podcast and I really it's I didn't want it to be too niche down because I'm like, my yep. life is more than just the gym.
0: That's and, the same thing with my podcast. I'm yeah. the same exact way.
1: And I think there's so many little aspects. I'm like, it honestly just like reflects like A lot of my topics for the week, because I I haven't had any guests on yet, besides my, I have my older brother on the podcast, and I actually really like that dynamic, because me and him, he's 27, and he, me and him are completely different. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously, he doesn't even really work out, like, he just started working out, but we talk about, like, life stuff and, like, struggles, and it's really cool, because, I don't know, it's just, I... I don't even know where I was going with this, but my <laughs> like the topics are just so like it's literally a reflection of like what I'm going through in the moment oh. of my life. And I feel like, like I said, being in my 20s, and I'm still like, we're just girls. We go through everything that like I feel like any other 20-year-old girl goes through. We just pretty much post it online for everyone to see. But I think it's been such a cool thing because I feel like I I was telling my mom and my like best friend, I'm like, I feel like my podcast has actually given me like, I feel like I actually have like a like, a passion and, like, a purpose to, like, share and connect. I'm, like, I've never felt more connected with my followers in my entire life. Like, because it's, like, things that I, like, I went through myself and I've struggled with and I've actually wholeheartedly, like, experienced. And I, like, it's crazy to hear that people have had, like, such similar experiences. Like, it's bizarre. It's, like, well, you we went through that exact same thing. And I'm able to, like, help them and kind of be their, like, bigger sister, you know? Um, And I just, honestly, like, I'm really open. Like, I'm a completely open book. So I'm, like, I'm not scared to sit here and talk about really anything because I'm, like, the more I learn, I'm like, everyone's going through it, just no one wants to talk about it. And so I really pretty much talk about on my podcast, like what I wish I would have been able to hear, like, you know, previous to where I'm at now, or even like, I just talk about like kind of as I'm going through it, like this, like I'm going to do a podcast on my marathon and I'm like doing that right now, present day or my half, not my full marathon, but um, it's really just kind of everything, like every little aspect of my life, whatever. I kind of just like feel like called to talk about, I kind of talk about, or I ask my followers like what they want to hear. And wow. I think that's cool too. Cause it's like, I can like actually connect like almost one-on-one. Like I feel like I'm talking to them. Um, but yeah, it's been, I've absolutely like loved my podcast. Like it's been like my favorite thing ever. I'm like, I wish I would have started it so much sooner. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, I don't know. It just makes me feel so like fulfilled, you know? Like I feel like, cause I don't do any like one-on-one client training or anything. So I haven't been able to, I feel like maybe get that ex- like direct feedback from people. And it's like, I don't post to like, for myself, it's like I, I want to help people. So like getting these DMs from people on a podcast, I'm like, this changed my life. This changed my perspective. Like you made me feel not alone. Like I like I'm not a crier, but like I cry probably like once a day now from a DM. I'm like, no way did like someone just like message me that. Right. It's like so improving It's I can't. It's like yeah, it's unexplainable. You know, it's like how can like this person from wherever like we can we have this like strong connection. We don't even know each other like that. You know, it's it's so yeah. cool.
0: it's so rewarding it makes me feel like personally I feel like I went through this stuff for a reason my reason was like I could help other people get through it and it's still like I've been doing it like I don't know I've been on social media for a while now but still every time somebody says like this really helped me or like this like whatever I'm like huh like thank god like it just makes me happy yes I have the
1: exact same like experience and feeling it's the most amazing thing. I'm like, it's crazy how much just like sitting down having a conversation. It's like me and you, I feel like we're just like FaceTiming, but then yeah. it's like people can like take things from this and then it can like impact their life. Like that's just so, such a cool thing. I awesome. just blows my mind. I know. It's yeah. so,
0: and I love like what what you said your podcast is about and stuff because I try and do the same thing. And mm-hmm. I feel like, there needs to be like girls like us setting the example where it's like, yeah, we have a lot of followers on social media and we're uh, being active is a huge part of our life, but we're 20 something year old girls. You know, there's more like I have other interests. I'm into music. Like what TV shows am I watching? Like what clothes did I just get? Like, what did I do this weekend? And just like I, from what I've heard from people listening is that it just helps you become more personable. And I just want to like spread the message as much as I can. that it's like, Hey, you could be literally an average person. Like everyone is just an average person, but really? also take care of your health at the same time. But exactly. you don't have to be like, so like like. there's a life outside of health and you can balance both.
1: Oh, for sure. You need that. Like you need that balance because I don't think in <laughs> just being focused in like the health, that's yeah. not healthy, you know? believe, And I feel like people may not understand that or see that. But once you're in it, it's like, yeah, no. Like you need to have both ends. And there's so much more to life than just, like, yeah, working out and what you're eating, like, like the mental, like part of it, the social part of it. Like, yeah, it's crazy. It's really it's like, so honestly, really podcast is, like completely like made me like think like in a completely different way, you know, like when you actually have to communicate things that you like, just think, like talk to yourself. But it's like, when you say things, I'll be like speaking and like having these realizations. I'm like, wait, whoa, like that was groundbreaking, Chloe. Like you just like untapped something new. Blew my own mind. <laughs> <Stop it. laughs> seriously like therapeutic for me I I love it it's so fun
0: I know it's a good way to get because I'm the same way I'm so I don't know when I became such a chatterbox but I'm like I have things to say and I need to say them somewhere like so it's like the perfect outlet and like yeah oh my gosh well thank you so much for coming on do you want to tell everybody where they could follow you listen to your podcast all that kind of stuff so I
1: am Chloe Turcha on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. So it's C-H-L-O-E-T-R-C-A. My last name's very odd. <laughs> um, and then my podcast is The Self-Made Podcast. So I have an Instagram for that. And then it's available on like all streaming. Probably everywhere yours
0: is available. Yeah, mine is too. All of them. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Chloe. Yes, thank you for having me. This was so fun. All right, guys. Well, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of Confessions of a Gym Rat. Subscribe on YouTube at Lifts with Liz so you can watch the whole podcast. Make sure that you follow the podcast on Instagram at Confessions of a Gym Rat and submit your questions so we can do some questions. I want to answer your questions if I didn't make that clear. Uh, but follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Lifts with Liz. I hope you have a beautiful, sunny, healthy, happy week. And I will talk to you next Monday.